Hello there. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, the nation's only public interest law firm devoted exclusively to election integrity. You are listening to Protecting Your Vote, the podcast. We do this every now and then, bringing you up to date on the latest news about election integrity. We dig deeper. We find things that others have not found. And today we're going to talk about the 2020 election and the role of vote by mail. Vote by mail was the new big thing in 2020. And we've got a lot of data we're going to share with you today. We're also going to talk about who's behind the push for vote by mail and what are they doing now. You'll be surprised to learn. But the 2020 election was characterized by changes in the rules based on COVID with a lot of state laws being thrown out. We've talked about that on Protecting Your Vote in previous episodes. But the second big part of the 2020 election was the push toward mail ballots. Now, I can tell you from personal experience monitoring elections, I used to be an attorney at the Justice Department. I would be in polling places around the country watching elections take place. And the worst thing you can do The worst thing you can do in any election is to push things into the mail. There's a lot of reasons why. One of which is who runs the mail, the post office, the same people that regularly deliver you your neighbor's mail, that regularly take months to deliver a letter. Well, they were basically in charge of the election in many states in 2020, and not surprisingly, things were a mess. It led to chaos. It led to disenfranchisement. And we're going to share with you in this episode real numbers. Now, the Public Interest Legal Foundation has been looking at the real numbers about vote by mail, not the fake ones the New York Times and CNN present. And we've collected the data, the numbers from the Federal Election Assistance Commission. What is the Federal Election Assistance Commission? It is a federal agency that was set up in 2003 to do many things, one of which is to collect data about elections. So the numbers I'm going to share with you in this podcast are nothing but federal numbers from a federal agency that were collected by the federal agency from the states directly. These are not public interest legal foundation numbers I'm going to share. They are federal agency numbers from essentially confessions by the states. These are the numbers the states provided. So if a number sounds really bad, realize it came from the state election officials, not from the Public Interest Legal Foundation. Okay, so what do these numbers show about vote by mail in 2020? First of all, 90 million absentee or mail ballots went out last year. 90 million were mailed out to voters. So get that number as a starting point, 90 million. Of those 90 million, 1.1 million of the ballots were totally undeliverable. In other words, they didn't reach their destination. They went to the wrong address. They went to somebody who was dead. They bounced back. They were uh, put into the mail system and never got to the intended recipient because in some cases, the intended recipient is no longer with us. In other cases, the intended recipient was in another state. So we know that this tells us the voter rolls are a mess. When you have one million ballots bouncing back, the voter rolls are a mess. But the system is not perfect, so not every bad address is going to bounce back. Some of these are going to go to the wrong people, and that also happened. Now, here's the worst part of vote by mail. 560,814. What does that number represent? Well, 
it's about the size of a lot of medium-sized to large cities in the country. But that's the number of people who filled out their ballot, gave it to a postman, sent it back to the election official, and that ballot was rejected. The voter was disenfranchised. They lost their vote. Just imagine if that was you. It could have been you. You just don't know necessarily if you lost your vote by using vote by mail. 560,814. Now, we hear a lot of stuff from people like Stacey Abrams in Georgia about disenfranchisement, people who lose the right to vote. Why don't we hear anything about 560,814 people who filled out a ballot, thought it was going to count, sent it into the, this newfangled vote-by-mail system, and the ballot was rejected? That's a real problem. Now, if you go to vote in person, you get to cure or fix any mistakes on your ballot. So if you go to the polls and you vote and you make a mistake, they give you a new ballot. It's called a spoiled ballot, the old one. They give you a new ballot. So when all of these people were pushing us to vote by mail, they weren't accounting for the 560,814 Americans who lost their vote in the 2020 election, were they? That didn't seem to matter at the time in the rush to vote by mail. So we have a big number, though. Remember, we started out with 90 million mail ballots. 14 million, 14.7 to be more precise, went out to voters and simply we have no idea where they are. 14.7 million ballots have unknown whereabouts. They never came back. They just got sent out into the ether. Now, some of them, the person may have decided not to vote. Some of them, they may have come in and voted in person. They followed the advice I gave earlier, go vote in person. But others, who knows where they are? We saw them stacking up in Nevada in apartment buildings in the lobby, just stacking up. And pictures were in the local newspaper in Nevada. We know other ballots were blowing, literally blowing around the state of Nevada, that they were found on roads. And this is not the way to run an election. Now, a lot of people like at the Washington Post, hacks at the Washington Post, or Amy Sherman at PolitiFact will say, oh, this is no big deal we, to have 15 million ballots lost. It's nothing to, to see. Avert your eyes. Really? 15 million ballots go out that could have decided the fate of the elections, not just one, but many, and they're just floating around. Well, one time when we reported data like this, a, a snarky academic, which I repeat myself, went and said that, oh, these ballots aren't missing. They're probably just in landfills, right? Land in garbage dumps. And so that's how they view this 14 million figure from public data as not a big deal. Well, I think it's a big deal when you mail out 90 million ballots and almost 15 million of them just disappear into the ether. That's not the way to run an election, and we didn't run an election like that until 2020. And I'll get to more why we started running the elections that way. Now, we broke these numbers down in several key states at the Public Interest Legal Foundation, and we found that in Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Wisconsin, ballots that were unaccounted for, ballots that went to the wrong addresses, were more than Joe Biden's margin of victory in that state. We tracked the numbers, and in multiple states, you had a margin of victory that was smaller than the mistakes, the mysteries, the missing ballots, and the rejected ballots. Now, 
part of this relies on accurate voter rolls. And we've been suing states, suing counties for years to get their voter rolls cleaned up. But problems exist all around the country. Problems exist with dead people on the rolls, duplicates on the rolls. I've talked about Rashawn Slade. He was a registrant in Pennsylvania, registered seven times, active registrations in Pennsylvania. When you go to vote by mail, people like Rashawn Slade, registered seven times, will get seven ballots. And that's not how we want to run an election. Now, this data that we talked about in this episode shows that when you push a system toward mass mail balloting, it cranks error and uncertainty in the outcome. The best way to vote is in person in a polling place. You know your vote gets counted. You know you aren't one of the 560,814 whose vote got canceled because they sent a mail ballot in. Now, you might be wondering, well, how did we get here? I'm going to give you some names. Vanita Gupta is one. Vanita Gupta is now the Assistant Attorney General, at, I'm sorry, Associate Attorney General at the United States Department of Justice. Amber McReynolds is another. Before the election, she was in charge of the Vote at Home Foundation, one of the leading organizations pushing us toward a mail election system. Amber McReynolds took money from all the usual left-wing foundations to push us to vote by mail. Oh, and they told us how great everything was. They told us everything went swimmingly good. Don't listen to these numbers, they'll tell you. So what happens when Amber McReynolds and Vinita Gupta get together to figure out how to make this election male, more male-oriented in 2020? Well, after the election, you know Vanita Gupta was picked by the president to be the number three person in the Department of Justice. Amber McReynolds, the head of the Vote at Home Foundation, was picked by President Biden to serve on the United States Postal Service Board of Governors. So they got their plum jobs after the election that they had pushed us toward vote by mail. Vote by mail is not the way to run an election. It cranks in error. It cranks in mistake. People who need to vote an absentee ballot, of course, should be doing it. But to transform an entire true and tested election system into a vote-by-mail system overnight, like they tried to do, made a big difference in the 2020 election. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm the president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. We're a 501c3 charity that relies on your support to help us fight for election integrity. We do it 365 days a year. And thank you very much for listening to the podcast of Protecting Your Vote. We'll be back next time. We're going to talk about something really fascinating, and that's children voting. That's right. After SpongeBob... They get to vote. See you next time.